podcast episode, we have a look at writing and mark making opportunities within your early years provision. Consultancy, which is an international hub for supporting early years teaching, training and inspiration. And with all the work I do, I'm about empowering early educators to be the very best version of themselves by creating that perfect blend of professional knowledge and development alongside valuing your well-being and self-care. So hello and happy Friday to you. Hope that you're all staying safe and staying well. In our episode this week, I'm going to be sharing with you some clips from my live this week where we were talking all about creating an environment that supports early mark-making opportunities that will then lead into irresistible writing opportunities as well. Um, We're also going to talk a little bit about the organisation of your environment and the importance of that holistic learning that happens. And also we'll be talking about whether we should label our resources or not. So I hope you find it really, really useful. As always, if you do find it really useful, please pass it on to a colleague or a friend, share it in your Instagram story, share it on your Facebook page, so that we can have as many early educators as possible accessing this free podcast and gaining the support and inspiration that they need to be the very best version of themselves. So, shall we get stuck in? Off we go then. Earn those as you're working through the Wanderlust Nature Study Programme. Um, so they're just a nice addition for you to collect. You can pop them onto your picnic blankets. You might have a rucksack that you iron them onto. It reminds me of when I was in the brownies when I was a child and I used to have my sash with all my badges on um, of things that I'd collected and experiences I'd had. So um, yeah, it's just a nice thing to link in what we're doing and the learning that we're doing and strengthening that connection as well with nature. So, should we get stuck into our session? So we're going to look at the learning environment, the organisation and how it can support opportunities for mark making and writing. So first of all, we need to ask ourselves, who is it that we're doing our job for? Who is it we're setting our learning environment up for? It should always go back to the children and the families that we're serving. Often the children get lo- get lost, don't they, in that mist of what we're doing. And we feel like we're creating an environment that maybe satisfies our leadership team or that suits the government agenda that they've got for education or for a subject coordinator if you're in a school. But really we need to be doing it so that it links to our children and it reflects their needs, their interests and their skill development and the things that make them special as well. So something that you can do to get yourself started um, next time you're in setting or in school is get down to child height crawl around the room, look and notice what the children see at the height that they're at. Um, Sit down on the carpet, see what do you notice, what's at eye level, and then pretend you're a child and ask yourself these questions. So, are the resources that I can see exciting? Do they support my interests? Do I know where to get the resources I need to support my learning? And do I feel like I am welcomed into the setting or the school? 
So there's some really good questions just to get us started. And this is a starting point that I use when I am reflecting on high quality provision and what high quality looks like. So we need to be celebrating here the uniqueness of the children that we've got, the uniqueness of the area that we work in, the uniqueness of ourselves as well and what we bring to our teaching with young children. So we're not just replicating the provision that we've got down the road at a nearby nursery or if we're a childminder we're not thinking that we need to just duplicate what we see in a nursery or school. As childminders we offer something different so we need to celebrate that and value it. So these sorts of questions and reflections need to come into that quality that we're looking for. And I'm going to share with you this wonderful quote, um, which is from Laurie Malzaguzzi, who is the founder of the Reggio Inspired Approach. And he says, or said, the environment should act as an aquarium, which reflects the ideas, the ethics, the attitudes, and the culture of the people who live in it. So this is what we are working towards. This is what we want to be creating. So there are a few thoughts on creating quality. Now, something that I get asked about all the time is organization of environments. And I think traditionally um, there was that approach where we would set up our continuous learning environment where we would have bays of learning. So we might have our sand table our water area, our maths area. And this is our traditional approach to setting up that early years environment. But actually, when we look at the way children learn, we see that they don't learn in distinct boxes. They learn holistically. They're learning lots of experiences in one area at one time. So really, do we need to be setting up bays of learning? Instead, let's make sure that we have got some organized spaces, we've got resources that are always there each day, which support that independence, but let's fill it with open-ended opportunities so children can take their learning in whatever direction they need to. So when it comes to organization, I like to maybe separate some areas up with open shelving, maybe have resources straight onto the shelves like books and things like that, but then also have maybe little wicker baskets. You all know I'll have a thing for wicker baskets and seagrass baskets. <laughs> um, maybe some bamboo pots, uh, things like that, that we can then display our resources into. Um, but then we can have things dotted around so that children can easily see them and be ignited in curiosity and enthusiasm to learn with them. So for example, you might have some open shelving with a little small world scene set up on it for the children to discover and explore because it links to their interests. So think about having your core resources, your resources that are going to be there every single day, and then think about how you can organize these in a way so children can self-select, they can see what's there, they know how to get what they need. Um, and then think about how you can arrange these resources in a really exciting and interesting way. Now, many of you have asked me, should we have labels on all of our pots and all of our baskets so children can find exactly what they need? Is this a requirement that Ofsted asks us for? 
Well, it's not. Ofsted are not going to tell us that there is a set way of creating and setting up our learning environment. What Ofsted are looking for is the quality of the way the children are using it, their levels of engagement, their levels of involvement, their independence. So you need to think about what your children need. If you are working in a foundation stage unit where you've got a mixture of reception and nursery based children in there, some children will already be really familiar with the environment in September because they've come up through a year of spending time there. So it's not brand new to them, they know where to find the resources and you'll only have a small group of new children that will need that help. But hopefully the older children can scaffold that and your interactions can support them in finding what they need. If you are a reception teacher and your cohort of children, say in September, are all brand new to the school, you haven't had a nursery on site, then you might need some system in place for labelling and organising your resources. Otherwise, you could potentially have 30 children that don't know where anything is. So it's going back to your children and doing what's right for them and where you can involving them in the process. So one, one activity that I like to do is I like to stand back and I repeat this quite a few times during the year. I'll stand back and I will look at what the children are doing, how they're using the environment and I will also record down any questions that the children are asking me. So if children are coming up to me and saying, where are the pencils? Where are the scissors? That indicates to me that actually the children are not independent. They need that support with where to find things. So that would then lead on to me getting my group of children together and saying, look, I can understand. I can see that you are having difficulties finding some of the things that you need, like the scissors. Shall we decide together where we can keep the scissors? What could we do to help us? And this might be that the children need to design a label or take a, a photograph of the scissors and make their own signs and labels to put out in the provision. And then you can talk about where these scissors need to live. So will you need scissors if you're busy working in the sand? Perhaps not. But if you're working at the table over there where there's lots of junk modeling or paper, then you might need the scissors. So how about we place the scissors there? and that's a good place to keep them. And then you can keep directing the children to them, keep talking about examples of, oh, today Zane made this wonderful model of an aeroplane and he knew exactly where to find the scissors. He remembered that we'd put them in the creative area or that we'd put them on this particular table. So we can really try and incorporate the children into the organisation of the environment and make it really personal, personal sorry, for them so it meets their needs. So there's a little bit around organisation. Um, and then let's have a little think about mark making. So in the past, traditionally, we might have had a writing table or a mark making centre. Whereas now, if we're looking at learning more holistically, we might have some shelves with some mark making um, equipment on it, but we're not saying that writing and mark making only happens when children are sat at that table next to that shelf. We 
are saying that actually the mark making might go into the role play area if children are writing postcards and sending these off to their family and their friends. It could be outside if children are recording down what birds they've seen in the garden. It happens throughout our provision. But what we can do is we can create a central store of resources. So inside we might have things like our pencils, different types of pencils, coloured pencils, pencils for drawing with, thick pencils, um, chunky pencils that children that are developing their fine motor skills can use. Um, alongside that, we might have a collection of different pencil grips as well, so that children can self-select the one that they feel um, is best suited for them. Um, we might have things like crayons, we might have our crayon rocks, which are great, again are great for children that are developing fine motor control. We might have chalks, whiteboards, whiteboard pens, paper of different sizes. You might have a giant roll of paper that children can take to wherever they want to use it. You might have things like envelopes, post-it notes, um, homemade zigzag books so that children who might be wanting to create their own stories can use these. Um, staplers and having pieces of paper that are stapled together so children again can create their own books. Um, things like name cards as well, maybe with the child's photograph on it or um, maybe an illustration that represents that child so that the children can start to use the name cards of their friends and use that writing for a purpose then. Um, having things like stamps as well and ink pads or collecting stamps off envelopes that have come into you. Having different card as well. Um, having greeting cards as well. This worked really, really well for my children in nursery a few years ago. We had a bit of a greeting card uh, basket and when it was someone's birthday and um, writing a card and sending it. Uh, what else might you have? Um, yeah, post boxes. So we used to they could uh, write a letter or draw a picture and post it to their friends and that was a really good incentive. I know the wonderful Greg Botterill talks a lot about the message centre in his work so do check that out as well. So we can start to make writing opportunities and mark making opportunities happen in any area of provision. You might even have, I don't know if you can see it there, but a cutlery basket that has some notebooks in it and writing equipment that can be taken from that shelf to another area of provision. That works really, really well. Um, outside, I have had things like explorer bags as well before, where we've had rucksacks themed to different things like um, a traveler's explorer bag. So in there, there might be things like a map uh, binoculars, spotter sheets, um, maybe information about travelling by train and some train tickets, maybe a travel diary, so that everything within that explorer sack was around that theme and children could mark, make and write in a really meaningful way that was special for the outdoors. Another type of rucksack that we used to have was a mini beast explorer one. So in there again, we would have spotter sheets of different mini beasts you might find, some books about mini beasts, some little bug collectors, and magnifying glasses, and then a sketchbook so children could draw what they'd seen. 
So it's all about making it really, really meaningful and letting children see the purpose for mark making and writing. Um, so as well as that, it's thinking about how children can display the mark making and writing that they're doing as well. Maybe having a display board in, the, in an area where children can pin up the things that they've made or hang it on a washing line or having your post boxes so children can write a letter and send it uh, to a friend. So they are some of the ideas that I have, things that I have done before that have worked really, really well for supporting mark making.